Good morning, OTC. Good morning to you, both our in-person and our, our online viewer. Happy Independence. Happy 4th of July. You know, freedom is very sweet. Exactly 19 years ago, the Lord Jesus freed me from the satanic bondage, May 27, 2002. I had this unusual encounter which freed me from the sinful life, from the life without meaning. It brought me out of the pits. He showcased me. I'm talking about Jesus. So I can boldly tell you that freedom is indeed swift through Christ Jesus. Before I start the message, I want to appreciate the Most High God for the privilege given to me this morning. I also want to thank uh, the board. I want to thank Sharon in particular for finding me worthy to share the message. I also want to thank my wife. This boy is married with two kids, a boy and a girl. For those that don't know me, my name is Chris. I got a boy, two years old. I got a girl, four years old. So I give God all the glory for that. And I also want to thank you for making yourself available for the Lord this morning, both in person and online. This morning, for the next few minutes, we'll be sharing a message titled, You Will Rise Again. You will rise again. And the Bible reading for this particular message is taken from Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 to 12. Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 to 12. But because of our time, because I got limited time, I will only pick some few verses to read. But please, at your convenience, it's best to study the Word of God. You will do well to study through the Word of God. Before we read the Bible, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the atmosphere of your Word this morning. Jesus, you are the Word yourself. Please reveal yourself to us. Open the eyes of our understanding to see you. Give us an encounter that we'll never recover from. In the name of Jesus Christ, we'll pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. I want to read verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Verse 2, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. 
Now verse 3. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said to me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now before we dive deeper into the study, who is Ezekiel? Ezekiel is a priest of the Most High God. He's the son of Buzi, but that is not the topic for discussion today. Verse 1, to start from verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Now, I like to jump to verse 12. Follow me, jump to verse 12, still Ezekiel 37, verse 12. Sorry, let me read from verse 11 to 12. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say unto them. Now, this was a revelation shown unto Ezekiel, the prophet of God. He was led by the hand of the Lord, by the spirit of the Lord, to the valley of dry bones. What is a valley? Let's, look, let's pick it from the physical angle to the spiritual angle. A valley is a low area of land between hills or mountains, typically with a river or stream flowing through it. When you see a valley, typically what you see is a river or streams flowing through the valley. Valleys often have V-shape. Of course, there are three types of valley. You got the V valley, the U valley, and the flat floor valley. And it will signify. If you look at Psalm 23 verse 5, David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Now let me tell you, let me share a story of my life with you. There was a time in the year 2020, I was in the valley. What do I mean? I meant I lost hope. We recently moved to the United States. We don't have a family. We don't have anybody. Everything was pretty difficult. With two kids, man, you just need Jesus to come to your rescue. It was so difficult. But guess what? While in the valley, 
there was something that I never lost. I never lost the fact that Jesus is with me. And because of that, I was not afraid. I had confidence. I had the belief that tomorrow will be better. It doesn't matter what I'm seeing today. I believed that tomorrow was, was going to be better. Back to this passage. Instead of the valley to be full of streams of water, shockingly, what was seen in the valley was bones, dried bones. Come on, how did the bones get to the valley? Well, the Bible records, if you read the latter verse, in verse 11 of that, Ezekiel 37, it said, these bones is symbolic to the house of Israel. If we want to bring it down to our days, it's talking about you and I. If you want to bring it down to this present war, it's talking about the city, the nation. It is symbolic to the house of Israel. They were dry. Why were they dried? What happened? You know, the Bible says the house of Israel, they were complaining that we have lost hope. They were saying things are so difficult for me as we see now, especially when the pandemic hits. There were all kinds of things being said. They said, well, I'm not sure there is a way out. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying there's no way out? They were saying, well, I just have to give up. I cannot continue again. Because things were not working for them. I don't know what you're saying in your heart. I don't know what has been in your mind. I don't know. Maybe you are contemplating on giving up. But I'm glad to announce to you today. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to announce to you today. From that hopeless situation, God is restoring hope to someone this morning. I see restoration taking place in your life right now. Because God sent Ezekiel to the house of Israel, so also God sent me this morning. I know God sent me. It wasn't a coincidence. Now, I said, the hand of the Lord is like your GPS that leads and directs you in his purpose. 
Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I will lead you in the way that you should go. I will direct you. When the hand of the Lord is upon you, you can never miss the purpose of God for your life. Because he takes the lead. While he takes the lead, then you follow after him. Please note that God has a plan and purpose for, for everyone. That was one thing that kept me going. All through year 2020, I know that God has a plan and a purpose for my life. I remember Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It says, for I know the plans and the purpose that I have towards you. The plans of good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. Because he knows the end before you. He knows the end. He knows how the end is going to look like. So all I just needed was to key to that plan, to that purpose of God for my life. And that is why I said, God has a plan and a purpose for everyone. However, this can only be fulfilled by your encounter. By your encounter with the Lord. By your encounter with the Lord. You can only fulfill the plan and the purpose of God through your encounter with the Lord and your connection to the master planner. It can only be your connection to the master planner. I mean, take for example, you want to build a house. Or you want to, yeah, you want to build a house. You don't have a plan in place. How do you expect the house to look like? And that is why at every time a building is set in motion, the architects or the planner, they would have to reverse back to the plan in place. I'm glad to announce to you, God has a plan for your life. You are not a mistake. You are not a coincidence. You are not an error. You are not an error. You are not a mistake. But you need to connect with that plan of God for your life. And the only way is to have an encounter with Jesus. May 29, May 27, 2002, I had this encounter. And since then, my life has taken a new turn. You know, three times God told Ezekiel. And you know, when God emphasizes something, it shows that God is really interested in that thing. Three times God told Ezekiel from where we read. And for God to tell his servant three times to prophesy to his people, it shows the importance and the urgency of this request. Can I tell you something? You are important to God. I am important to God. God is keenly interested in you. Why are you running back? Why are you saying no? 
without wasting much of a time, I'd like to extract two key lessons from that Ezekiel chapter 37 that we read. Number one takeaway for me is hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. I remember the new job I'm doing. You know, I work in a bank currently, and um, I remember some months back, while I was in the office, I heard the Lord told me, do this course, do this training, do this. And I did it of my own volition. One week after, my boss, my manager, sent a mail out to all the staff and said, Hi, guys. This is the course we're going to take for this month. This is the training we're going to have. I want you all to go through it and do it. And guess what? Exactly the same course I had finished a week ago. There are several courses. Exactly the same course was what she sent out. And I replied that mail. I told her, boss, I already completed this course like a week ago. You know what she said? She said, it seems you read into my mind. That you read, you have this gift of reading into people's mind. I said, it's the Holy Spirit. I hear from God. I hear from God. I hear from God. Do you hear from God? Before you take any step, do you hear from God? Over your children, do you hear from God? In that job you're doing, do you hear from God? When last did you hear God speak to you? It is good to hear the voice of the world. Yes, it is good. But it is sweeter to hear the voice of God. It didn't stop there. Two months after, she called me to her office. She was going to discuss our development, the office, the progress and everything, and the way forward. And I told her, boss, I think this, 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 this is what I expect us to do to have a way forward. You know what she told me this time around? She said, I think you have a metaphysical power. That's what she said. I have it in my mail. She sent it as a mail and said, I think you have a metaphysical power. And I said, I don't have any metaphysical power. I am led by what I hear from the Lord. So I said the first takeaway from this lesson for me is hearing the voice of God. The greatest asset, the greatest asset anyone can acquire in life is to constantly hear from God. I mean, let's take for example, you have a children, you have, you have a son, you have a daughter, you as a father, how do you feel when your children don't hear your voice? When you speak and they don't listen, how do you feel? You want to talk to your kids, but your kids aren't hearing. How's it, how does it feel to you? 
It is good to acquire assets. Yes. But the greatest asset in life is to constantly hear from God. Quickly, I want to read this Bible passage. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah was the one speaking here. He said, Your words were found, and I ate them. Jeremiah found the words of the Lord. I ate them. I ate them. I meditate on your word. I obeyed your word. I committed myself to your word. And your words were to me a joy. Your words were to me a joy. And the rejoicing of my heart. When you hear the word of the Lord, you have joy. When you hear God speaks, it gives your heart joy. It gives your heart rejoicing. You rejoice. That's Jeremiah saying it. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. An asset is the word of God. I said, have you ever heard from God? It is good to hear our voices together. But how sweet and powerful will it be when you hear God says, Chris, this is what I want you to do. This is the way I want you to go. This is how I want you to do it. I said, I know so many people will ask me, how do I hear the voice of God? I've talked about I hear, I hear, I hear. But how do I also hear the voice of God? I also want to start hearing the voice of God. Can I tell you something? The voice of God is the word of God. Hallelujah. The voice of God is the word of God. You want to hear the voice of God? Check his word. That's the first thing. You want to hear the voice of God? Check his word. Unfortunately, unfortunately, some people, they can't hear the voice of God. Why? Because they are too busy. They are too busy with the things of the world. They don't have time. Man, I can tell you, I don't have time to study the world. I don't have time to hear God. But all you just need is to hear the voice of God. Some people are too familiar with the voice of God. They are too familiar. So they, they cannot recognize again when God is speaking to them, when God is leading, when God is directing, when God is giving instruction, they cannot hear again. Some people have made up their minds, I don't want to hear God. I don't want to listen to God. What is he going to tell me? I don't want to do whatever he's going to say. And so many people don't listen to the noise of the world. The truth is that when you are hearing the noise of the world, you can never hear the voice of God. For example, all of us here, every one of us are speaking at the same time. We are not going to hear anything. Am I right? We're not going to hear ourselves. You speak, I speak, he speaks, everybody talking at the same time. We are not going to hear so many noise everywhere. If you are hearing the noise of the world, 
you will not hear the voice of God. Requiring says, requiring, I quote what it says. It says, we often miss hearing God's voice simply because we aren't paying attention. And Joyce Mia says, when you take time with God and listen to his voice, he renews your strength and enables you to handle life. Quickly, the second takeaway, the second point I want to emphasize is your spoken word. The first I talked about hearing the voice of God. The second is your spoken word. I said, the potency of the word we speak is huge. If you look at Job chapter 22, verse 28, Job chapter 22, verse 28, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. You shall decree, you shall speak. I mean, we could also see in Genesis chapter 1, when God wanted to create the world, he said, let there be light. He spoke. And Exodus chapter 14 verse 28 says, As I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, what you say, I will do for you. The potency of the spoken word. Friends, God honors the word of your mouth, especially when you use the name of Jesus. Let me share this with you. This happened to me a month ago. I had an issue reconciliating my books. I could not balance the vault. I could not balance my books. I had a shortage of almost a thousand thereabouts. And it was really an issue. I'm like, how can this happen to me? I should be able to account for what I'm doing. And when I got home, I just prayed about it. I said, Lord Jesus, you know what you're going to do. Just have your way. Make the way. By tomorrow morning, when I get back to the office, let there be solution. And let everything be cleared. And when I got back to the office the next morning, I told my colleagues, I told them, I said, I prayed to the Lord. I told them. I didn't keep quiet. I told them. I said, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told me that latest by 12 o'clock, there will be solution to this reconciliation issue that we could not figure out. And I went, I kept doing my work. Exactly 10 o'clock, because we got auditors. Auditors had to come to our office that's, that same morning. Exactly 10 o'clock, the auditors, my boss, all of them called me. They said, Chris, we figured out the issue. There is a solution. We figured out the issue. There is a solution. But you know what caught my heart? One of my colleagues said, your God answers prayer. He says, your God answers prayer. Now my question, how did she know I prayed? But the only thing I knew I did was I spoke. I told them that by this time, there will be solution. There is power in every spoken word. 
Your words can transform your future and vice versa. Brethren, let us use our words carefully. As I conclude, the first step for God to raise you up out of depression, out of sickness, out of bondage, out of that pain, is for you to surrender your life to Jesus or for you to rededicate your life to Jesus. That's the first step for God to raise you up because he will give meaning and beauty to your life. You're listening online, you're listening in person, if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, this is another opportunity for you. After the service, we'll be there with the prayer team. Please come forward. We'll lead you to Jesus. That's the best freedom you can ever have. Freedom from captivity, from every form of addiction, and from every change. May the Lord bless the listening and the speaking of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to, because today is a family Sunday, we're going to celebrate with the Holy Communion as the Lord taught us to do. So wherever you are in person, online, if you don't have your elements, the ushers will go around and give you. I got mine. If you don't have, you could just signify by raising up your hands and the ushers would go around and give you. We're going to do that for one minute. And um, we go ahead. Do we all have our elements? All right. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please eat the bread. Verse 24. And when he had given thanks... Sorry, verse 25. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please take the wine. Heavenly Father, we thank you for feeding us with your word, with your body and your blood. Thank you because there is restoration right now. Thank you because there is revival right now. Thank you because there is deliverance right now. Thank you because there is joy right now. Thank you because there is grace right now. Holy Ghost, we release ourselves to you again. 
Jesus, open our ears to continually hear you. Open our eyes to continually see you. Open our hearts to continually receive you. And Father, I ask for your blessings over everyone listening to your word this morning. Jesus, you will bless. Send us out, O God, in the power of your Holy Ghost to fulfill the purpose and the assignment of God for our life. Libro We cover every one of us with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is a seal upon our lives. Hope is restored to the hopeless. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.